Well, good morning again to uh, each of you. I hope that the days of December 25th through January 5th were meaningful. As we've talked about before, uh, during each of those days, there uh, would rightfully be time to think, at minimum, about the gift of the Lord Jesus, uh, specifically the gift of the Lord Jesus as we celebrate it at Christmas. And then um, we enter into a new season. I had put in my, in my notes, kind of sarcastically, and I feel bad about it because of the weather today, that the new season in early January, post-Christmas, is usually gray and cold, huh? at least in, in Kansas City. And we may very well move into that uh, sometime soon, but uh, at least today, a little, little warm and sun is out. I think we have a pretty good forecast this week. But more than, more than the weather forecast in that season of the year, we move into the season called Epiphany. Epiphany. You may, you may remember from past years that it commences with our remembrance of the coming of the Magi or the wise men. But the word and the season carries with it the idea of a revelation, an appearance or manifestation, something being revealed that wasn't known before, even or either long-term or revealed in a certain scene or even moment. It's a deeper clarity regarding the ways God is acting in our world and among us. Just as the Magi first observed something different in the star, in the sky, and realized that God was active in a new or different sort of way. It's typically thought to be observed from January 6th until Ash Wednesday, which falls this year on February 22nd, and we will continue through the rhythm of the cycle of church life as we move from Epiphany into Lent. Prepare our hearts to celebrate Easter. It's thinking, though, in regard to Epiphany specifically, it's time set aside to think about God's activity in the world, especially as it relates to the birth of Jesus. I was thinking this week about tree toppers. Our tree right now, it may not be at the end of the day, but right now our tree is still up. Tree toppers are, represent a wide spectrum in terms of ornateness or simplicity. But they typically consist of two options. Stars or angels? Both are mentioned in the passages associated with Jesus' first coming. Maybe for the purposes of clarity, we could kind of generalize, and with all generalities, it breaks down eventually, but at least for today, we could kind of generalize what the two represent. The angel, generally speaking, as it relates to Jesus' first coming, maybe represents those who have been waiting for the Messiah. Those pining, some for a very long time, for a sign from God. 
Typically, part of God's chosen people who kind of knew what they were waiting for and were familiar with the old prophecies about a Savior. And they were waiting with anticipation. On the other end of the treetop spectrum, there's the star. And maybe the star represents... Those folk who are still searching, the unsure, those with, to that point, more questions than answers about what God is doing in the world. But yet, in good faith, they are on a quest to find out about the mystery from God wrapped in human flesh and swaddling clothes. It's been suggested that in God's first coming, in the person of Jesus. God sent both the angels and the star because God is committed to meeting humanity, to meeting men and women as individuals exactly where they are. For instance, he sent angels to meet the shepherds in the fields, just doing their duty. The job that they had performed, no doubt, some of them for decades watching their sheep. Some might have been even sleeping at the time when the angel arrived. All were awakened, though, by the glory that shone around them. At the other end of the spectrum, God met the wise men, the travelers and searchers from the east as they searched the stars for answers to the meaning of life. These travelers were apparently the first foreigners to come and to worship the newborn Messiah, the Savior of the whole world, because God chose to meet them where they were in their journey of life. Hear these familiar words from Matthew's Gospel, the second chapter, where we read, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will be shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another 
way. Lord, we thank you for this time you've given us to open your word, discover who you are more deeply. Thank you that you don't leave us in the dark about who you are or what you're doing, but you've revealed yourself most specifically through the Bible to us. Help us discern the truth of this text. Help us not to rely on our own understanding. Thank you, God, for the clarity and encouragement and hope your word brings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are probably few characters in all of Scripture who have been speculated about more than the wise men, especially with so little that it is actually known. We don't really know what country they came from or precisely what their area of expertise was. Many suggestions. Some commentators say they were from Arabia or Mesopotamia. Some say they were magicians from Persia, which is modern-day Iran. Others say they were astrologers from Babylon, which is basically modern-day Iraq. Some say they were from as far away as India, or wealthy scholars from Medes. There's even the thought that they specialized in interpretation of dreams. All of these suggestions are just conjecture, because all Scripture says is that they were wise men from the East. It doesn't say there were just three of them either. Just that they brought three gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We know they traveled a long way, following a star, to find a baby who would be king. We know that God met them in the midst of their circumstances, of their own lives, and communicated to them in a way that they could comprehend. We know that God met them where they were, but God didn't leave them there. Just like the shepherds acted upon hearing the message of the angels and seeing Jesus in the manger, the wise men from the east acted on the communication they received in the sky. The wise men came seeking. I've always thought as they first commence their journey, seeing only the star. I've wondered if they ever wondered along the path what the star would lead them to. They probably, on that first step from wherever it began in the east, had little expectation that they would end up, we think, around the time Jesus was about to based on some other passages of Scripture, with a young peasant girl and her carpenter husband and a toddler king. The wise men, though, came seeking the answers to life and the meaning of life. Whoever they were and whatever resources they had, there was this sense within them that it was insufficient to provide them answers to those deep questions. 
So they went seeking among the stars, and the search eventually led them to Bethlehem, and they found the one that we each have been created to seek, and to find, and to worship. It makes me think of probably the most famous quote of a prolific writer and thinker of the church. St. Augustine said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Once they found the source of all they needed, the one who created the star that led them would not let them return the same way from which they came. Instead, Scripture says that they were informed in a dream to return home by another road. Now, that was not some sort of an analogy or um, non-literal direction. The problem was Herod. If they went back the same way they came, they'd run into Herod again, and Herod's uh, was not genuine in his request that they let them let him know when they found the king, so he too could worship him. So the angel, in direction to them, sent them home another way. But I think beyond just the literal roads on which they traveled, there is also the figurative meaning for us today. As we fully move from the season of Christmas into the season of Epiphany, we're invited to walk another road too. We're invited to be changed following our own encounter with the baby Savior. There's much that we may be carrying with us from 2022. There's much we don't know about what awaits us in 2023. But we know that God assures us he will meet us where we are each step of the way. Not only will he meet us, he will guide us on the next steps of our journey and may even invite us to go about things differently than in the past to take another way. So we're invited to listen, to follow, to continue the days of 2023 on a new journey and be prepared to walk another road. Lord, we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for your promise never to leave us or forsake us. We pray that you would give us strength as we walk the remainder of this day that will begin this week. Guide us, each one, we pray. May we too, as a result of our encounter with the Lord Jesus, be a changed people who reflect his light in his name. Amen.